Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys, let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a box. Let me get this straight. Oh, we're talking now, ain't we? I am gonna sell it out for you. Ball game. You're hearing me now, ain't you? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wishful Booking Wrestling Podcast. This is our big 30th episode. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Liam. Liam, happy 30th episode. Jimmy, happy 30th episode. Thank you. We've made progress here. and <laughs> No, uh, we haven't, but well, it's, we, not, it's you know, nice of you to say. Making strides. Let's not blow this out of proportion. And um, I would say that the WWE product made strides this week. We definitely have oh, yeah. a entirely different Survivor Series card, even if only two matches were changed. But yep. um, What a difference a week can make. What a difference a week can make. And let's dive right into this week's programming. Uh, of course, Monday Night Raw let's. began with what I felt was a little bit of an unnecessary repeat of like last week. I feel like The Miz is like a really good heel and character. And like, I do think that he's improved over the last two years. And I, you know, he was given this material, but I felt like it was very drawn out. Like, it didn't have that much storyline development, I felt like. I just felt like it was a bunch of video packages. And, like, we saw this last week and that last week. And, like, literally, we returned to the Titantron, like, three times. Yeah. Well, yeah, he kept cutting back to the Titantron. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like there's not really much to dissect about it, per se. Yeah, that's fair. They announced Miz versus Braun Strowman later on in the night. Yeah. Um, With that match... Obviously, Braun Strowman, who I think is officially a babyface at this point. Yeah, at this point, totally. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he wrecked The Miz for a few minutes. Kane came out. Braun Strowman then proceeded to put Kane down. Um, so yeah. I, well, temporarily, because remember, Kane sat back up after a minute and left the ring. Yeah. Braun stayed and beat down Miz Taraj. It was effective in the fact that I think that you can agree with me, and I will let you see if you agree with me after I say what Why, I think you'll you. agree with. That's so nice Is that you. I definitely think Kane will have some sort of presence <laughs> in the Survivor Series match. Perhaps that's a way to protect Braun when he yeah. gets eliminated Ultimately, in yeah, match. yeah, yeah. But um, that was a pretty big story of the show. They had a few segments backstage, the opening, and then the match. Um, probably yeah. about 45 minutes to an hour were devoted to this individual thing. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like the moment when Miz tries to silence Kurt and Kurt just slaps his hand down. Yeah. They think he can tell us what to do. And Miz immediately cowers back and says, no, 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 calm down. It's all good. We're all good. I like that a lot. But otherwise, not really a big fan. Like you said, Miz keeps throwing to yeah. video packages from last week. Like, we all know what happened. Or show that shit before, you know, the segment starts or all together, at least early on during it. Right. I do think that Kurt Angle was... I guess this is why I like that moment so much, because I felt like he... Had more balls than last week, which was a lot of my yes, a lot of my criticism to towards you know his dynamic with Stephanie last week. Yeah, I knew that that was an issue for you, and I agreed with it to an extent as well. Um, but I do think that this was necessary for him to show that he's not some pushover, especially yeah. towards someone like them is. So yeah. I did like oh, that as well. Definitely not. Yeah. No chance. That's what you got. Um. So yeah, outside of that, we then had the continuation of I wouldn't call it a program, but obviously Samoa Joe returned last week beat up Apollo Crews. There was a scheduled match between Titus O'Neil. I love how they're kind of... Samoa Joe is always a character that they booked very well. And I feel totally. like they got right back to that same booking. It makes sense where Joe kind of doesn't even think that he deserves the time to have a match with Titus O'Neil, attack him from behind. Yeah, or get, doesn't think that Titus is worth his time. Yeah, yeah. and um, gives him the coquina clutch, gets in the ring, makes a challenge. I actually didn't know who was going to come out. I guess if and, I thought about it longer, I would have. But yeah. um, when Finn came out, did you think he was gonna get beat by Joe? Um, I thought that they wouldn't have a finish. I was pretty confident in that. So to in be other honest. words, you predicted. Did yeah. You, did you also know that Kurt Angle was gonna? No. Well, subsequently make them part of the team. I thought what they were gonna do is that they would have a non-finish and then announce the match for next week, make it a qualifying match, and then they both wouldn't win again put them both in next week, and then have a program for the next Raw pay-per-view. So similar okay. to what did happen this week. And do either of them wind up on the team in that scenario? I guess Joe, right? Well, no, I thought that next week they would have another like bullshit finish where then Angle right. would then feel compelled to put both of them oh, on next oh, okay. week. And he so I did okay. kind of think the ending would be the same. They just kind of hot-shotted it. Yeah, they got there um, quicker than... But they had a really great match. I have to say, their program in NXT was good. And some of their matches were better than other matches. Mm -hmm. This match, I have to say, definitely was not the best of them all, but they really got into a gear I didn't think they would have. The crowd was into it. And for a non-finish, it was a 
three and three quarter star match if this is a pay per view and I have my famous ratings out yeah. in front of me. So um, I was impressed <laughs> Your with world the work famous they put five in. Five star rating. Exactly. I was impressed with the work they put in. I'm happy to see. You know, you can make the argument, and I've heard people say this. I read it online that why would Kurt Angle want to put two people who aren't getting along on their team? He rationalized it by saying that this is the kind of aggression I want. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, he expects I don't have... them. He puts faith in them to be professional on the day. Yeah. Even though I can see Samoa Joe not fucking Team Raw over, but like doing something if he gets like eliminated to kind of further the Balor Joe storyline in that Survivor Series match. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Totally. But um, yeah, are you excited about those additions? I'm definitely excited about those additions. Um, And the match, like you said, was awesome. I mean, I kind of, you know, the no finish, like I'm almost okay with, like to where I would. Yeah, me too. Great booking. If you did still factor it into your rating, like to where I wouldn't even almost factor it in. Well, I just think that they definitely could have done more. And a finish to the match definitely has, like a proper finish to the match can definitely have a certain sequence that can elevate a star rating. Yeah. But I have seen what they can do. So for a television match, I think that the rating that I gave was for that in general. Definitely, definitely. But didn't really hurt it. If that right. makes sense. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like what it had to accomplish. Right. I mean, it just, it, that's yeah. the way it is. And I think that they waited a decent amount of time to put them two in a story. Because I do think it'll continue after Survivor Series. Yeah, almost certainly. And they have proven chemistry. And um, so I'm happy. It makes me think that Bray Wyatt maybe won't be around for a while, which is what yeah. I, I wanted, although I yeah. love him. I think that maybe you could even have him surprise return the Royal Rumble. Or maybe if, if they're they dumb, won't. they have him interfere in this feud and still continue the Balor Wyatt program and Hopefully kind of not. protect yeah. Balor. No, no, not this, not this. Come on. Give Joe the win but protect Balor. But that's yeah. like looking down the line. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um and then in terms of the men's elimination match, Elias and Jason Jordan continued their feud with a guitar and a pole match, which, you know, was what it was. Um, yeah, I was sure was. Telling you off air how they change these X object on a pole match, like the rules. It's usually mm-hmm. like you can legally use it, like the Alexa Bliss kendo stick match with Bailey, or you need to hit them with it, or to win just, the match, yeah, right, or just grab it if it's a Viagra on a pole match, which should have never happened. That's beside yeah. the point. But um, it was what it was. It was short. I mean, I just think that Elias. I think they're in a really tough position with Jason Jordan, and I think that I still that think they it, put themselves in. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know it. Yeah. I don't think the whole Kurt Angle son storyline was necessary. I don't Definitely think not. that. And I do think then, well, so Jason Jordan wins the match. Right. And then Kurt Angle backstage adds Jason Jordan as the fifth member to Team Raw. Yeah. Which I heard that that got resounding boos in the arena. I'm but sure the, it but did. because they edited it because it was pre-taped, they mixed it out. Yeah. Um, okay. Which I saw them do for a couple different things. Yeah. Oh, they've, they've definitely done on that On SmackDown, before. too. Yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know. I feel like... If I was booking this match, because I already, um, as you know, I have like on my notepad, like who should eliminate who, and mm-hmm. we'll do that next week. Yeah. But um, I do think that Jason Jordan could be in the match for one or two reasons. One, to give someone like Bobby Roode an easy elimination where it doesn't make Jason Jordan look bad, but it kind of elevates Bobby Roode who needs that, because mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be in that match long either, to be honest. Like, yeah, those no, two, no, no, yeah. Like, those are the two on the teams that I feel like are going to have the least presence. Right, that's a safe assumption. And I really hope that they don't have Jason Jordan pin Bobby Roode, but we'll kind of tackle that down the road. But yeah. um, I do think that they're laying it on thick with the way Jason Jordan hugs Kurt Angle and talks to Kurt Angle. Who's your daddy? I do think there's inevitably going to be some type of turn. I don't think it should or will happen at Survivor Series, but... Yeah, I, do I don't think, think it should. I do think there's an interesting dynamic with Jason Jordan, and I do think that he should be turned heel ultimately, and I feel as though Elias should be the one in that program going over, if, if yeah. I were WWE, because he's the more entertaining one, even to be on the team in general. But um, Oh, should be on the team over Jordan. Well, yeah, I mean, I look at the whole Kurt Angle son storyline, and Kurt Angle literally said some may see it as favoritism, and... You know, he did make a point that although he lost to Roman Reigns and John Cena, he had good matches and he did try and justify it. But um, I mean, it is what it is. It's not like with the storyline, like I mentioned to you, I'm not sure if this was on air. Like it would make less sense if he didn't just based on the storyline that he's the guy's dad. You know, just just like it doesn't make sense that Jordan didn't come out to help at all at TLC. Well, right. I'm not a good guy. And my whole thing is that everyone else on the team, even if Bobby Roode isn't at that level yet, and I know you have feelings about Shane McMahon being on it, as I do too. Yeah. Um, But if you look at the squads, Jason Jordan sticks out like a sore thumb. Because even if Kurt Angle wants to say, like, oh, he's my son, he is not on the level of those other superstars in the yeah. match. I mean, there's just no getting around it. Oh, you know, okay. biology were, or not, genetics you, or not. <laughs> were you trying to get this out of me? 
I okay, so Rue it's it's I see it as Jordan and Shane. As the two weak links. Sorry, it took me a minute. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. no, me too. Definitely. I don't know if you were I'm I'm thinking now, like were you, I just is that know, what you were trying to get out of me before? Because if so, like not intentionally, but I just know that even outside of like the full time performers, Bobby yeah. Roode hasn't been that spotlighted yet. But yeah, I do like in that the he's WWE, on the team. On the main roster, yeah. Right. But I do like that he's on the team. So yeah. um so the Team Raw squad is fulfilled. Yep. And uh, the other elimination match happening is the women's match. Asuka um, had a really great squash match this week, who actually, uh, little news alert, the individual that Asuka defeated is Aleister Black's girlfriend in real life. Oh, shit. Yep. And um, I don't know if she's going to keep doing what she did, but I don't know if you noticed how she added a new move in with the Asuka lock, how she did like, remember when, like, it was almost like a Bubba Bomb into the Asuka lock. Oh yeah, if you okay. know, and I yeah, love that, yeah, yeah. and I love yeah, that. Yeah, that is awesome, and I love that she always evolves. And like, yeah, it could be seen as confusing that Asuka had this competitive match with Emma, and now she's kind of dissecting people. But I said that they're jobbers. This is what I hope would happen, and it is. And I'm happy with the way Asuka's being uh, booked right now. And I think that yeah, beating jobbers, you know, definitely after the match, Alicia Fox put Asuka on the women's team. Do you sacrifice? both women's divisions in WWE to put Asuka over? Like, do you think there's a possibility that Asuka is the sole eliminator of every single female on Team SmackDown? The sole eliminator? Uh, All five. I mean... To build, like, really build her... I think that could be really cool, but no, I don't see... Okay. The, I don't see the current WWE creative... Okay. ...getting there. Yeah. Because they just... I mean, look at how Alicia Fox... Was that the match where Alicia Fox won the captain? The elimination match where it was, like, everybody... Except whoever the first person pinned was got to hit their finisher and get a pin. Yeah. Right before they then got a finisher hit on them and got right. pinned. So it's like, it's just trying to spread it out, you know? Like, yeah, and I think that is the better way to do it. Because I love Asuka and I think that would be cool. But you do have to consider that you do have other women besides her. And you run the risk of, you know, well, what happens when Asuka and Charlotte are on the same brand? And you kind of already, like, did that. And, like, are Asuka and Charlotte even going to be, well, okay, so I'll save that for SmackDown because I just thought of something in my mind. Um, <laughs> you sure you don't want to say it so you don't forget? No, I'll remember it. Just, okay. So, okay. Um, And then later on in the night, there was a pretty clunky tag team match. It was Nia Jax and Alicia Fox versus Sasha Banks and Bayley. I don't know. I just thought it was very messy. Went a little too long. It was nothing special, yeah. Sasha Banks pinned Alicia Fox for like the 85th time in like two months. And after yeah. the match, Alicia Fox chose Sasha Banks to be on her team and not Bayley. And I don't know, I feel like this still has to be a part of the Sasha Bailey arc, because Sasha's even expression to Bailey when Bailey was on the ground and the ring was kind of like, yeah, no one can see me, but like, well, oh, no, no, oh, like, I mean, I'm happy, but like, oh, I don't know, like, I was picked, you know. <laughs> that is an amazing reenactment of Sasha's extremely brief facial expression. I can't. I honestly can't imagine anyone not thinking that as that match was. Well, yeah. After Sasha Banks was was added to the team, it's like poor Bailey, man. Right. Ouch. But it, yeah. But also, by the way, real quick, am I just drawing a total blank? Did we? I could not. Oh, maybe I wasn't thinking. Was I not thinking of Naya? Alicia, Naya, Sasha, Oscar. Didn't we have five last week? Bailey. No, without Bailey, we had five. Because we were talking about Bailey getting or not getting added. Really, like, back I to always the team. thought that she'd be on it. And oh, Mickey James, probably. Mickey James. That's, Mickey that's James. what it was. Okay. And I think next week they may do like Mickey James versus Bailey, or like Mickey James, Dana Brooke, Bailey in a triple threat match, yeah. or something like that. Bailey's already had an opportunity to be on the team, and you know, lost it. But I mean, not you. We talked about this. Well, last week. she Does, had an oppor- she had an opportunity to be the captain, and then last night's tag match oh, wasn't yeah. necessarily a qualifying match. It's just yeah. that Alicia Fox wanted Sasha Banks on the team after she tapped her out, which is weird to say out loud, but yeah. she is a talent <laughs> she is a talented performer. It's so weird like, booking. It it's makes weird sense. booking to write down to before she Right. <laughs> so uh so yeah, I, I think it'll probably be Mickey James or Bailey who wind up added. And I think Bailey should be on it. I don't think that, you know, leaving her off the Survivor series, especially after being one of the sole survivors last year. If you remember it was her and Charlotte who won the match last year. Okay, yeah. So that's kind of weird to me to like Definitely. even even if you're trying to do this whole story, I feel like you do need some type of rehabilitation for the Bailey character. And I don't think now is the time to like do the whole like underdog thing. Cause she already won the championship. Well, like they can't recreate the NXT arc where like she's this underdog and like wins the title. Like she's been there and yeah, crowd wasn't as receptive as it could have been. And 
I don't know. I even think that Bailey should have gotten the pin and Alicia still could have chosen Sasha Banks. Because, like, the crowd was so into her and... That wouldn't have been my first call. Yeah. I don't know. It, That's it, more story, though. Yeah, like, I guess. You know, you're adding... Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know. And I'm not even a super huge Bailey fan. I just feel like I know that she has the potential. Could have fooled me. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, so though we will discuss the women's team a little more in a few minutes when we get into the SmackDown side of things. Uh, so the main event of the night was Sheamus and Cesaro versus Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins for the Tag Team Championships. Yep. I don't really know what they did to deserve the match, per se. They actually, well, they kind of like, uh, you know, talked their way into it with Kurt Angle. Yeah. In the backstage segment. Yeah, I guess Kurt Angle was like, if you want a match, just ask for it. So, yeah. I mean, they already had this match a few weeks ago, which is what made me think that Seth and Dean would be the ones to represent Survivor Series because yeah, it the was rematch in the build. Had, yeah, yeah, like, and that and that multiple rematches, right? And one of them was kind of when they were doing the bunch of because they've essentially had a title defense for every title before Survivor Series at, the, mm-hmm. at this point. The Miz did. Baron Corbin's going to be defending his title next week against Sin Cara. Yeah. Um, Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. WWE Championship, only one that hasn't is the Universal, but like obviously. Yeah. So, um. No chance. So, it's yeah. Not going anywhere. So, they had a really great match as always. They had a really great near fall. The crowd was into it. And then you hear, oh, <laughs> Manchester. Definitely wasn't expecting it. And, um, I. I don't even know how to approach this because I know that. <laughs> so, well, I'll say what happened. So the New Day are acting. That's a good start. New Day are acting as though there's going to be another attack under siege part two. Yep. Kurt Angle's backstage rallying everyone. They're going to ringside. They're going into the stairs where the New Day are. The stands, right. And the New Day are saying like, oh, fooled you. Or, uh, Xavier said something that I actually didn't pick up even after watching it. Oh, uh, pump fake. It's a football term, apparently. Okay, cool. I'm glad. Like See, it, that was good that we yeah. didn't have to figure that out. Yeah. Because I had no idea. I'm useful. And Every so often, I'm actually useful. And I did watch it back, too, and I still had no idea. What the fuck happened? Um, I don't know why. I, I kind of thought the match just wasn't going to have a finish, which is dumb for me to think. And then huh. Sheamus bro kicks Seth Rollins. Dean Ambrose sees it, and then Cesaro hugs Ambrose to prevent him from getting into the ring. And one, two, three, we have new and three-time tag team champions in yeah. Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah. Uh, did you, sorry, did you just... See, I didn't catch like any of that when it happened. Just the bro kick. And I like that there was a couple things about this week's Raw. Maybe it was in part a byproduct of their being overseas. But I just, I like how it felt like they weren't as concerned. Because I don't really, all I know about that tag title finish is that New Day caused the distraction. They had Angle come out with the yep. guys. It was just kind of chaotic. Yep. And then all of a sudden they cut back to the ring, broke kick, yeah. and pin. I like that they didn't go out of their way to make sure that we knew. You know what I mean? Make sure that but we, there was a match that we were able to keep track, like perfect track of all the competitors Oh, yeah, in the I ring. agree. The audience didn't either. And I like, because that's how sports feel a lot of times. Oh, like, no, I you know, loved like, I loved I agree with you. I, I feel loved like it. they don't often do that. No, where, where, definitely not. You know? So I like that kind of chaotic feel. And it's just like, wait, what, what the hell happened? Like, even the commentators were like... Like the way Cole sold it, I really like a lot. Too the superstars all sold it. Yep. Samoa Joe was like looking around. Kurt Angle was looking around. I agree. Yeah. The emotion on everyone's face outside of the actual match, it was great. I agree. Yeah, with you. yeah. Um, it was very well done. I think that, and I said this to you for a while back in the summer. This is like the third time I'm saying this, but uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose when they first won the championships were having like a feud with the Usos, and now it I'm all. I'm surprised you're bringing this up because I was. And then, my tongue. and then like, I tried to tell you. and then I'm like, oh, maybe they'll do it at Survivor Series. Maybe they'll do it here or there. And then I heard what they were doing and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like maybe they'll, maybe they'll utilize that past knowledge to kind of like build this. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that Sheamus and Cesaro and the Usos were the last two teams in the tag elimination match last year. They had an awesome like last 10 minutes. I don't really know if that was their decision in doing it this year. But yeah. now I kind of know why they weren't building up the history between the Usos and Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, even if it was an integral part of programming, but they were for a period of time on Monday Night Raw showing videos of them both like cutting promos during live events. And I thought there was a reason yeah. for doing that. Yeah. No, I, I it's a lot like the Jinder Mahal uh, yeah. Brock Lesnar stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and believe me, we're getting to it, folks. Which was very smart of them to show a video package last night about that, I have to say. For them oh, to even it? touch on, oh, I mean, they, on Monday Night showed, Raw. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I, that was smart. That's why I hadn't, we were texting late night. 
That's why I hadn't watched it. I had myself convinced there was no way Jinder was losing. Yeah. That's why I wasn't and in a rush. And we both weren't. I mean, I was not on Twitter. Twitter would have been my only source. Actually. But I turned off uh, notifications. Yeah. Notifications would have been. And um, <laughs> so before we do get into SmackDown and that part, I guess the last part of Raw is that Roman Reigns is announced to be returning next week. I was um, going to say. There is some speculation. There were reports well, online. Was that, that not your thought after the immediately after the Sheamus and Cesaro won the tag titles? I said, okay, so they're on the card. They fight Usos. And then specifically there was a shot when, when after the match ended. They cut to Rollins, like, after they cut to New Day leaving, and he was looking up at them, like, really angrily. And that, yeah. in that instant, I was like, oh, okay, Shield versus New Day at Survivor Series. And now there's seven matches on the card, so you can actually have a winner in the brand supremacy Totally. War. And I've considered all of those options. Dirt sheets are far from the truth, but there were rumors that Roman Reigns was going to be the last man on Raw. Naturally. And that... On the Raw 5 man. Yeah. Yeah. And that the alternative would have been Jason Jordan. So mm-hmm. earlier in the night when Jason Jordan was announced, I was like, wow, maybe Roman really won't be ready. Mm-hmm. And then they said, but Roman's going to be back next week. So... And I have to say, and, you know, people can believe me or not, but I was, like, going through the Wikipedias of, like, the pay-per-view chronology of this year, mm-hmm. looking at, like, the posters and whatnot, and, like, New Day were on the Money in the Bank poster, and I was thinking, like, wow, they've never done New Day versus S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I swear to God, before I started watching Raw, yeah. not even that I thought they would do it at Survivor Series, do just you, that they didn't do it, period. Or that you still yet. think they might. Well, right. So, there are still reports that Roman Reigns won't be cleared, which does make it weird he's coming back next week. Yeah. I mean, you kind of think that he wouldn't come back if he wasn't cleared. I think the implication is that, at the very least, he could get physical when he's back next week. Right. I do think it'd be a little strange, all things considered, if he didn't. Agreed. You know, which I guess leads me to the conclusion that they, he shouldn't come back next week if he's not. If he can't do anything physically, I don't think he should be there. I agree. But I do think that... And we'll talk about this on the SmackDown side of things very soon. Don't worry, guys. I know we've been, you know, SmackDown's coming literally in a minute or two. Um, You know, most fans are only fan of Raw or SmackDown. Jimmy, we're being really inconsiderate by making our SmackDown fans wait. The Manchester crowd last night, I was listening to Wade Keller. I don't know if you listened to the guy that he talked to. He always has like a live correspondent. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did actually. And they had like a bundle package going on. So most people at Raw were at SmackDown. Um, oh, really? There were more people at Raw at than Raw, SmackDown, heard, yeah. but there were, like, half of the crowd did a bundle package where they were going to be at both regardless. Oh, wow, okay. Um, that's why they put it in the same arena. They have the same setup. Like, right. That's how they kind of market it to make it more, like, financial and whatnot. Um, viable. Financially viable. Yeah. And, of course, like, people who cheered for Raw on Monday night were the same people cheering for SmackDown. In the NFL, like, you don't cheer for, like, the Giants one week and the Jets next week. Yeah. Even though I feel yeah. like that would, that would be more it's, AFL. I mean, let's see if I yeah. can utilize my knowledge for, uh, for football right now. I, um, I already know where you're going, and you're right. As, as someone who doesn't But I really want to impress people oh, with my football like the, knowledge. Uh, it's like in baseball. There's the, two different uh, leagues. National League and the American League in baseball. That's baseball. That's, and then a, that's a much better the analogy. AF, it was the AFC and NFC, I believe. Okay, yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, but so, yeah, 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 that's a much better analogy than the team thing. Because yeah, if they were all right. on the same team, the weekly so, show would be pretty dull. This is for you, Wade Keller. I didn't agree with that analogy. Wait a minute, who told him that? Ours is better, and that's it. Yeah. Um, you know it. And so, yeah, so... Just factually speaking. I'm going to say this, and we'll kind of talk about it more. I swear to God, 30 seconds now at this point, the clock is ticking. But if they do announce New Day versus S.H.I.E.L.D., I don't have a problem with it happening. And I think at TLC they prove that you don't need build-up for matches to be great. But I really do think that for something as catastrophic as a New Day versus S.H.I.E.L.D., giving it, like, literally a week of build, especially after not even touching on it on SmackDown, and we'll talk about that now in 10 seconds, I don't know. I don't yeah. know I don't know how I feel about that. But um, do you have anything else for Monday Night Raw in relation to, to Survivor Series or anything else that well, you... Geez, uh, I only have about three seconds to well, say. Well, we, you know, so. we could... Um... Yeah, well, I just, as far as, you know, that thought, um, in this specific case, like, we could say that about the Brock Lesnar match for Survivor Series. In this case, you know, they were cl- they were clearly, like, they've been biding their time the yeah, past few weeks, kind of waiting to see what would happen, and if Roman would be ready by Survivor Series, which you're right that we don't truly know. I guess until next week we'll have a much better idea. I guess if he's going to be back next week and he's not cleared to wrestle and he might not be by Survivor Series, I mentioned to you the right. idea of doing... Uh, Roman at ringside, and then one of the New Day at ringside, and you just make it a two-on-two. Yeah. That's for Survivor Series. And Well, you specifically said, and I kind of like the choosing, that it would be Kofi and Xavier with Big E at ringside against yeah. Seth and Dean, because I kind of think those two would match up the most. They definitely of, match up better, yeah. So, And I do think that would let you do that match uh, 
a actual three on three in the future because they're starting to back themselves into a corner with how they're saying that like this is the one day of the year where SmackDown and Raw go into head-to-head competition and yeah. it is head-to-head competition in terms of every mid-card title champion and then like these two women and men's teams are colliding but at WrestleMania they did used to have interpromotional matches yeah. while the brand split was in effect the first time back in like 02 on yeah so I, I don't mean, know why I mean it doesn't mean that there can't be I'm not saying that but like just, you know revisionist history right now they'll make you think whatever they want you to think right now regardless of how they've done in the past but that also speaks to the future it doesn't necessarily mean by even this wrestlemania we couldn't have an interpromotional match you know right if they decide that that they want to have then they'll just change history yeah like they always do so um moving on to smackdown i know you've all been waiting um finally i feel like smackdown has opened up literally the same way for the past three weeks with shane mcmahon who god forgive me i mean i don't feel the way quite as strongly as you do about him, and I've said that on the show, so I won't repeat how I do feel about him, but I do think that he is a legend of the business and has paid his dues. I just don't believe that he should be in main event spots taking spots from wrestlers, so I... Definitely not. So I, like, meet you in the middle with that. Yeah. But he's not a good talker. He literally has... He literally has opened up SmackDown saying the same thing about, like, Kurt Angle, I'm going to uh, back you in a corner... You made this personal with what you did to Daniel Bryan. That's like, okay, are they doing this intentionally? They know that he's like, Shane's completely fucking delusional. They know that, right? Like, to, to word it the way he did on SmackDown, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, this, you have to be delusional right now if they don't realize that. Because it's fucking McMahon's kids. It's the same thing with Steph. She gets to come in and make it all about her when the entire story of the attack is something she wasn't yeah, there for. Where was for. she this week, by the way? Not in Europe, I guess. <laughs> Not in the UK, anyway. So this is what Shane said, transcribed. Kurt Angle, hear me out. This is a very personal message for what happened to Daniel Bryan. I'm going to be standing it's against... so poorly. Get ready. I'm going to be standing against right across from you in this very ring. And I'm going to get my payback for what you did to Daniel Bryan, comma, so get ready, period. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm going That's to be standing crazy. against right across you. Doesn't make sense as a sentence, first I'm of all. I'm standing in front of you, behind you for right what now, you did to For what you did to Daniel Bryan, Shane has to be an idiot if he's convinced himself that Kurt Angle was definitely behind that attack. Or he didn't see it. Maybe he's only hearing about it secondhand. Like, he didn't actually Must watch be. that episode of Raw. Um, did you watch SmackDown on Hulu? Uh, no, but why? Okay, well, um, <laughs> I mean, I've, as far as I know, I've seen everything. Well, the new day. Well, the new. So did you see that opening segment that I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. I was telling you te- when we were texting last night is I that cringed. I feel like the new the way they portrayed the new day was that like the new day were the ones in the front line the first time there was raw under siege. Definitely. And that it can be seen as confusing that the new day like tricked. Seth and Dean, in, well, they tricked all of Raw into thinking there was going to be another attack, but specifically, they interrupted the main event, yes. which you could argue could be seen as probably not, but them being in cahoots with Sheamus and Cesaro because it did ultimately benefit them. I definitely thought that, yeah. Especially watching back, knowing that the titles changed hands, watching back when like Sheamus and Cesaro were trying to convince Kurt. Yeah. It was like, hmm, it, and it, this all worked out awfully convenient for... Two groups. Yeah, and it does achieve the animosity and the story for why Seth and Dean or The Shield and The New Day would have a match because that right there, they distracted them and whatnot. But yep. it does make me wonder why they would, I don't know, maybe their motives weren't to make Seth and Dean win, but it does make you wonder, uh, make them lose, but it does make you wonder, I don't know, just like why they would maybe care enough to do that or, you know, like someone online was saying like maybe Sheamus and Cesaro's raw contracts are up and like after Survivor Series they're going to get signed to SmackDown and probably that would be probably not. But yeah, I think th- I, I think I'd like that to Definitely. make sense. Definitely. Well, I mean, I guess you could see it as them just wanting to cause chaos, like just wanting to stir the pot. So in that way, the fact that it caused the title change would have to be a success to them, not necessarily that they wanted or didn't want to directly help uh, the bar. Yeah, so, and then the other aspect of, of that is that Shane McMahon made it seem like the New Day were the ones who were, like, SmackDown's top 
guys in terms of leading this. And then you had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out. Kevin Owens actually said to Shane that that's he's going to, you know, something to the effect of you're going to cost Team SmackDown. Team SmackDown's going to lose because of you, because of the way you're acting. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I, I don't know, for me, totally foreshadowed that Sami and Kevin, at least as of now, the plans are that they're going to cost the SmackDown men's five on five. Yeah. Then we agree. We had Sami Zayn versus Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston defeated Sami Zayn. Yeah. And no, I thought it was a really good match, and I would right. love to see a longer match between them. The finish was kind of weird and abrupt. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. Um. And now they're not starting a program with them, but next week there's going to be a tag team match between Sami and KO and two members of the New Day. I forgot which one specifically. And I kind of feel like maybe, oh, no. That's out of the way because we know who the fifth member of SmackDown is. Oh, are they still in? This was the second week of the European tour, right? Yes. Okay, because uh, I just went on to make sure there's like no new news a second ago. And is that Pro Angle? Wrestling Sheet is reporting Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have been sent home from the current WWE United Kingdom tour. According to sources, the two left this morning. No other details were provided as to why they left, but they noted, Pro Wrestling Sheet noted two independent sources like independent from each other, said the move was made as some kind of disciplinary measure and that they weren't supposed to be going back home right now. What? No word as to wow. what they could have been disciplined And that's a for. legitimate source. Yeah. So it's not storyline-wise. Hmm. Doesn't sound like it. That fucking sucks. Maybe they missed being around each other so much that they're like getting drunk in the UK or something. Doing, yeah. Um, so yeah, but- so... I just like my last thought on, on on the New Day and why I think that it's not definitely going to be a Shield New Day thing is just because we know that this at at the time of this recording, WWE has announced that John Cena is the fifth and final member of the SmackDown team. Huh? Wait, what? John Cena? You didn't get my text when you woke up. I screenshotted you that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, look at Wait. my. They didn't already. Oh, yeah. Because, well, so oh, late. because they, because they changed their mind about the title and they had Cena for Survivor and Series. And we had Randy, and that's what I said to you too, by the way, last night. I said, I wonder, so Randy Orton fought Rusev in a match where if Rusev won, he would get the fifth and final spot because it was right. originally going to be Rusev versus AJ Styles. <laughs> Obviously, we all thought that AJ Styles was going to get the fifth and final spot until out of nowhere, it was announced there was going to be a WWE Championship match which happened last night, between Ginger Mahal and AJ Styles. I just thought that was a way to build... We, and we spoke about this on the podcast. Yep. I thought that this is a way to either build the feud between... I did think that AJ would ultimately defeat Ginger, presumably In after the India yeah. Tour and at the Clash of Champions pay-per-view, which I think would have been after the India Tour. Yeah. I think the Indian Tour is the beginning of December. That pay-per-view is like the end of, end of December. Right. Clearly, something changed in WWE's mind. They either, maybe I said to you, like, maybe they wanted to get Chris Jericho, or maybe they wanted to get John Cena, and they didn't know. And I do think, I don't know if putting the title on AJ Styles was contingent on whether or not they had John Cena, but I do think that something is odd. Not odd, but just drastically changed in their mind, because they didn't do a whole lot of effort building Ginger and Brock, but they did... I think I think they were, and we saw a poster that I am one ninety nine point three percent sure was a legitimate poster at one point of Cena being the special ref for Brock and Ginger, and I right. did think they were going through with that match, and um, definitely, so, oh, definitely, and I don't know why they didn't announce it last night on the show. They announced it this morning with John Cena, Cena being and, on the team, yeah, and I did think because after Rusev lost to Randy Orton backstage. We, we didn't hear what was happening, but it was Bobby Roode, Shinsuke, and Shane, and Bobby Roode and Shinsuke were kind of like saying like putting up the four symbol and Shane was kind of like, relax, relax. Like I'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. So I was thinking that next week someone like jo- John Cena or Jericho would return. And now we know that both teams are fulfilled and John Cena is the fifth and final member. Yeah. Wow. That's obviously a huge addition. And I just broke news to my co my co-host on the show. Yeah, you sure did. Um, I didn't, I guess I was out of it when I, when I woke <laughs> up. I didn't. I and I um, looked at it too. I just didn't even think twice about it. And uh, before I I hand the reins over, obviously the biggest news of the week, and we touched on it several times, so I'm sure, and everyone knows already, because WWE spoiled it. Because you watch wrestling. And they spoiled it twice 
on Raw, <laughs> yeah. on Raw, they spoiled the tag team championship match. On SmackDown, they spoiled the WWE championship match. Yep. I knew about the tag title change. I did not know about this title change. I was thankfully specifically avoiding WWE app and like Bleach Report and all that stuff because yeah. I did think. I didn't think it was out of the realm of complete possibility for AJ to win. I just never thought they would go through with it. And just like no, you, yeah, same here. And just like you texted me, they period fucking period did it. Did yep. they period fucking period did fucking wow? They fucking did it. Yep. And um, that's what I said. AJ Styles is the new and two-time WWE champion, and yeah. it's not a shame because Ginger put on his. I don't know if you watched the match from start to finish or not. Yeah. Ginger uh, uh, yeah. put on a really great match, yeah, was, and I well, know that AJ. I mean, Definitely helped that. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. not trying to say that Ginger's this great worker, yeah, but like a, he's a regular Ric Flair in that way. But I mean, Ginger really did. I mean, he was doing new moves and just his aggression. And I, I, I would be an ignorant wrestling fan if I didn't acknowledge the growth that they had with Ginger. Would I go back wasn't, and do wasn't it? Wasn't enough in their eyes. No. And would I go back and do the Ginger Mahal experiment? No. Would I put him in a prominent mid card position? Yes, I would because I do think that like maybe the U.S. title instead of the WWE <laughs> yes. title. Yes, and That's maybe a great AJ idea. would have cared about not winning, not getting his championship rematch. And here we are. But Who knows? Here Just we are now. Hypothetical, even wishful. Um, and yeah, I'm watching the end of this match play out, and I see that AJ is going to get his foot in the ropes, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, the Singh brothers, because the Singh brothers were knocked out by AJ, but I saw him like looking up when Stirring, AJ was yeah. on the apron, and I'm like, all right, he's going to like knock him off. Ref's going to DQ him. That's how you protect AJ. You get to clutch your champions. Blah 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 blah. Yep. And he goes to the phenomenal forearm, he and I'm it. and I'm looking at the Singh brothers, and I'm watching the ref, and then it's three, and I'm like, what the fuck just what happened? The fuck? Yeah. I literally was like, oh. <gasps> I was and, shocked. Um, yeah. The emotion in that arena. It was a great arena to do it in. The emotion in the arena. AJ looked overwhelmed by the response. And he looked oh, like yeah. that he like loved. It was just a really great. It cool, seemed like a really special moment. Yeah. yeah. And it was. Uh, I was blown away. They showed the graphic of Brock and AJ right afterwards, which is fucking amazing. I, um, I, I don't. I, yeah. I have to believe that they're going to stick with this. Music to my eyes. Because I. There is a slight unfortunate possibility that obviously there's a high probability that Ginger will most likely be the champion again in India. Yeah. Or maybe even win it overseas on the India tour on an untelevised event. Which, yeah, they, I, I, yeah. That's I've possible. heard that possibility floated. Did you actually know that uh, early promotional material in, in India apparently had him as advertised as a two time champ? Anyway. I did. And I everyone thought that, that yeah. was related to the Shinsuke Nakamura stuff. Yep. Like that was that, what was going on at the time. Right. But there's no way, like we said, or I don't know if we have said it, but yet, but there's in, no my, way in, they in my eyes, they deter- they determined that they were going to make the title oh, yeah. change since SmackDown last week. Because mm-hmm. as far as they, as far as I know, SmackDown last week, their plan was to have AJ be the fifth guy on Team SmackDown by booking the match with him and Rusev. Right. Um, Unless that was just a complete like ploy, but I don't know why they wouldn't utilize like, no, the 2.5 no million viewers to advertise the match as opposed to... The I mean, they advertised it on Raw the week the day before, but yeah, I agree with you. Still, it's, take um, a whole week to advertise such a huge match, especially if you know you're going to switch the title. Right. Um, and then before we evaluate everything, because that's really the bulk of the matches, uh, as I said before, Baron Corbin was not on this show, and I feel like The Miz is doing his best to like build the match of Baron Corbin while simultaneously you know, working through his storyline with Kurt Angle and Braun Strowman, which is a lot for him to handle, and he's doing a good job. But on social media, he's been like, I don't know if you've been watching the videos, like burying Baron Corbin, and Baron Corbin's been talking about the Miz's unborn child and blah, blah, blah. Well, he said that on Raw, so. Yeah, and uh, Baron Corbin was not on SmackDown this past week. Um, They did announce that next week there will be a United States Championship match (laughs) between... They Sorry, did. They did announce that there's going to be a United States Championship match next week between Sin Cara and Baron Corbin. I'm very certain that Baron Corbin's going to win. Um, they did announce next week in Charlotte, North Carolina, that it's going to be Natalia defending against Charlotte, which, which brings me back to my raw thought, which I will get to in one second. And the last <laughs> piece of business for Survivor Series, really quickly, is the tag team championship scene on SmackDown. It was the Usos versus Benjamin and Gable. Um, the match was very weird. Some people are speculating. I'm not sure if you read this or watched the match. I, that um, I don't know which one it is, but one of the Usos are injured. Um, Chad Gable did a callback to their American Alpha feud, where remember when the Usos took out Chad Gable on that feud? Yeah, he had like a kayfabe knee injury. Yeah, uh, chop block. Chad did it to 
Jimmy or Jay outside. One of the Usos on the outside. And oh, any, any any two guys that look alike, just say one of them. Singh okay. Brothers, Usos. Right. So one of them got chop blocked outside. Chad Gable went under the ring, and I thought that they were going to change the titles, and that was how they were going to protect him. Yeah. But he got counted out. Yeah. And it didn't seem like the plan finished to me. People online are speculating that they won't be ready for Survivor Series, that this is something that could be serious. Um, I haven't read any recent reports as of this recording, but as of right now, the whole entire tag team Raw vs. SmackDown scene, in my eyes, is kind of uncertain right now. Yeah. So, because um, I don't think the match was supposed to go the way it was. It was very short. You could tell that, I don't know. I mean, they've... they've yeah, it was real short. They've taken that count-out route before, so mm-hmm. it's, not, it's in their character, so they kind of have that backing them up. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just don't think that was... Did they, ma- they make a title match for next week? Between the... Take, take, a take, no. a take title rematch. Nope. Because you would think they would, because the challengers won the match by countout. Oh, well, right? I, or well, or just for Clash of Champions, and then keep the Usos in the match against. Yeah, that's what I kind of, I kind of thought that's what they were going to do, like keep this program going for the next SmackDown pay per view and keep the Usos in the match. But yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm kind of weird on the fact that the way it ended, and um. Um, yeah, yeah I'm no, sorry. It, it definitely, you... it definitely, uh, ended weird. No, yeah, I, I had something to say about, uh, Kofi and the opening segment. That was a while ago. Oh. Um, and, and Charlotte, Charlotte in Charlotte next week fighting yeah. for the women's title. There's no way they're going to do Jinder and AJ next week. Like a rematch. I was going a- to AJ's ask AJ's going to be champion at Survivor yeah. Series. Okay. Because Charlotte versus Natalia has to main event next week, and they're not going to switch the title back in a non-main event. On top of the fact that you've now released a poster of AJ versus Brock. You have? What? No, no. Like, the thing you sent me, the screenshot, the fucking, you've, you've shown oh. the image of, of AJ versus Brock. Yeah, but they had that of Ginger and Brock, and that changed. They just, like, changed Yeah, that. but my, my point is that, do you know how Ginger versus Brock didn't get people's hopes up? Oh, AJ versus Brock. Yeah, and you can't you can't now go back. Right, right, right. No, it's a good point. Good point. Yeah, that's all. I agree. Like that's you know. Um, but yeah. So I so there's no. I I feel confident. There's no way. And honestly, like that takes Survivor Series from you know questionable at best to like super show. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's provided they don't just do a. They're not just going to do a squash, obviously. No, but Jinder Mahal was doing an interview that I read recently that he like put on like twenty pounds of muscle with Brock, and that he knew that Brock throws you around, and that he needed to like do like conditioning and like train his body to deal with that, and that he, even though Brock could pick up probably people much heavier than him, yeah. he was trying to gain muscle to like make that difficult. I don't know if he was just saying that for the interview, but it had nothing to do with WWE. It was yeah, like an outside publication. Maybe he uh, maybe he just worked himself too tired. Like he he, he put too much work in, in the gym and he was so when it was time to perform on air, he was too tired to really give the performance that would have justified him remaining in the Brock Lesnar match at Survivor yeah, Series. Yeah. Um but it makes you wonder like how that match is going to go. I mean, how do you have Brock like, Lesnar's going to win? He's going to win, but how <laughs> do you have let AJ like it, it can't be a squash? No, it's going to be AJ's. It's it's got to be a match. It has to be a match. And a- then it AJ makes you wonder if Brock and Finn can happen almost not directly as a result of this, but can give you an idea of how he can work a smaller guy. Because mm-hmm. even with Seth Rollins, like that match didn't go that long, and not make it a squash. You mean? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like I don't think AJ can get him up for the Styles Clash. Yeah. Um. You know he has the calf crusher. He has the phenomenal forearm, and I think you know he can I don't do Styles Clash to Lesnar. Really? Yeah, I, I don't. Think even, so. But I don't even know if Lesnar will want to take it. Yeah, that's that's the question. And like you know the Ushi Garoshi, where he like does like the fireman's carry into like the the, the neck the neck breaker. Like the, I don't. Oh, the like, old perfect ten. The yes, the tiebreaker. Yes, the perfect ten until he got moved up to SmackDown. Yeah. Um, also, there was an intergender match this week. Not really. We don't need to talk about it that much. It was Becky Lynch intergender match between (laughs) Becky Lynch and James Ellsworth, which is interesting only because like WWE was when WWE was signing independent wrestlers like Abby Lath, who used to be Kimberly. She was in the Mae Young Classic, the Mae Young Classic, Candice LeRae, who was in the Mae Young Classic. They were telling them to kind of not be booked in matches that were intergender matches so that the perception of them wasn't just in intergender matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Candice LeRae's a lot of her, like she fought Kevin Owens, blah, 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 like a lot of her past stuff. Oh, wow, yeah wasn't intergender matches yet they didn't show that in video packages so right that was a good match it was a comedy match um 
Becky Lynch won. Ellsworth got in a decent amount of offense, and it was a legitimate like yeah. match, which was yeah. strange. And I don't know. I don't think it should have been a pay per view match, but it happened, and that was. It's weird that it just kind of happened without any, yeah. any pre promotion because they've kind of teased it here and there right. for a while, and uh, Becky, ever since uh, before Money in the Bank, but especially after that. Yeah, and like all the women were outside for that match, and it kind of showed that like the SmackDown team was like on like a united front because James Ellsworth was saying like women are bad and men are better, and he had right. this whole program. Oh. Like the misogyny lesser, the lesser sex he said yeah um yeah it was apparently a lumberjack match well that's how it wasn't but that's how they kind of framed it with them being outside like well, the that's referee how it wound up being essentially well yeah the referee really shouldn't have let them put their hands on him by rolling him back in the ring but they didn't yeah. make that official announcement i think they were trying to say that like ellsworth pissed off the entire women's division and they want yeah. to see him get his comeuppance yeah well especially like you said that you're superior so you don't you know you're not leaving right you're gonna stay in and win the match just yeah. like you said you would after the match, Carmella had super kicked um, Ellsworth. People were chanting yes. Uh, the way the reaction of Charlotte and Becky makes me feel that maybe they are going to be breaking up, or maybe it's a ploy for when Carmella possibly catches in Money in the Bank, which could be next week. Yeah. But I don't see them doing Carmella and Alexa Bliss, to be honest, yeah. at Survivor Series. Or I could see uh, that being a ploy, and Ellsworth maybe helps the women's team for SmackDown for Survivor Series. Yeah, that's or a good point. Like um, or and. Wrong. My Oscar point is that I was wondering how they would get to Charlotte and Oscar in that match, in the in the okay. elimination match. Because right. A, everyone wants to see it. B, do you really want Oscar to beat Charlotte so early and take a little bit of the shine away from when they do meet one on one? Charlotte now well, doesn't it have could to set up. It could it could build for when they eventually meet one on one. Yeah, but now I just feel like Charlotte winning the title would just prevent that entirely entirely from happening. Like yeah. now it protects them from even needing to have them in that predicament to yeah. book one of them over one another. Yeah. Um, so I was interested to see how that would happen. I actually thought there would be an angle with the four horsewomen of the MMA possibly in that Survivor Series match. But um, yeah, I kind of think Charlotte's going to win the title. And I think Charlotte and Alexa Bliss, because they didn't do that much building for Natty and Alexa Bliss, opposed yeah. to a few backstage promos. Um, Charlotte and Alexa Bliss is a dream match for me. So yeah. I would love to see no, that. No, it's, it's a much better match. We were talking about this last week. It's a much better match. Or rather, we were talking about this Monday morning when last week's episode finally got posted. <laughs> it's a much better match than Natalia versus Alexa Bliss. Period. Oh, yeah. Dude, even he- heel versus heel dynamic aside. Yeah. Um, so, so the Survivor Series uh, card is looking great now. Yeah. Better by the, better by the minute. Better by the minute. <laughs> oh, I think they might as well even add the stipulation to that match next week, the women's title match next week, that the loser will be, you know, on on the women's team for SmackDown just to make sure that or, that end is already tied off. Or Uh-oh. do you believe the reports of Paige being ready to return? Oh. And then you really fucking make Survivor Series or, and wait until the pay-per-view to even reveal it so she, date, she returns at Survivor Series. When you say, do I believe the reports that she's going to return, do you mean do I believe Alberto Del Rio when he tells everyone that she's going to return? Yeah, <laughs> right. Because I, I kind of think He's that... He's a reporter now. I kind of th- he was being interviewed by TMZ, and I don't know if he like just doesn't care about WWE enough to like protect their like storylines. But he did say that Paige is days away from returning, and that doesn't mean like getting back in the in the performance center because she's been there for about two months now. Yeah, so I think it's possible, and I do think she would fit on SmackDown better than Raw. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So Absolutely. I think I, I think that's possible. That. I think that's possible. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I guess do you have anything else to say about the women's title? The women's. No, um, that's both shows. That's that's the Survivor Series card. Yeah. Um. What else? I don't like that Kalisto and Enzo are on the card at Survivor Series. Yeah. Not no. anything against them, but I feel like if you're doing Raw vs SmackDown, just stick with that this For year. For every other match, yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense. Uh, to... Even if you add New Day vs Shield. Yeah. Then definitely don't yeah. do it. And I guess I could or put do, it on the pre-show randomly. You suggested to me the idea of doing right. uh, the cruiserweights versus a team the, of cruiserweights versus a team of the UK guys. Yeah, I don't which know. Which is much better than the definitely. cruiserweight title match. I just don't know if they will. Cause I, unless they put that in the pre-show, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Or last year they had uh, Brian Kendrick, who was the cruiserweight champion, versus the Kalisto, who's like the only cruiserweight on SmackDown, and if he had Kalisto won, have gotten yeah, the division. But yeah, I guess so it's not is really there nobody. I mean, Sin Cara would have been the only one. Yeah, and he's not really I mean, big enough to like justify a Survivor Series match. I mean, there's others, but it would fuck up other things that are going on, like Tyler Breeze, obviously, or yeah, you know, just anyone who's lighter than 205, which there are people on SmackDown. But like I said, it, it there's are other there stuff. really though? Besides, I don't even think Tyler Breeze is Tyler Breeze is like 220. 
Is he? Yeah. Um. Go to my trusty Google. I feel like Chad Gable could be close. That's a good one. Um. I knew you were gonna make me think of some. Well, sorry. I just feel like a lot of the SmackDown roster is being like utilized on Survivor Series. So. Yeah. Most of the tag division isn't. Um, 214 pounds. Okay. Uh, fuck. So maybe he could like not eat for a week and make it. Well, Ty Dillinger wrestled in the Cruiserweight Classic, right? No. Oh, no, he didn't. Fuck. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, who, who I wish he was on SmackDown in general. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so anyway. I don't know. But uh, you have anything else to say? That's the question. We do have uh, next do have week, week to break yeah. down like the eliminations and stuff like that. I don't think we'll have to talk about the changes to the card next week as much yeah. as what's going to happen. Definitely not as much as this week. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, super exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe they did AJ. I'm so stoked. Me too. Um, is there anything else we want to predict for the go-home week of TV? I think Charlotte's probably going to win the women's Definitely. championship that's i um way more likely than not she should too other th- and i think that raw will invade smackdown on smackdown <clears throat> i'm s- yeah yep they have to they, yeah. they definitely have to but i hope they do it in like a creative way yeah yeah something that justifies the fact that they haven't yeah and uh but yeah they absolutely have to you're right I, i'm so glad you said that because we that has to happen mm-hmm. and uh i do kind of hope that they I don't know. My my one thought about that was that they should come with like weapons or something, and say that when Raw when Monday Night Raw gets revenge, they don't bring hashtags. They bring <laughs> tools. Yeah, that'd to be get funny. the job done. I wish all elimination matches were fucking no holds barred or like no rules. I fucking hate that shit. Like the <coughs> fact that we had to have a, like a three minute conversation about the ins and outs of like Kevin Owens scoff. Like I just don't think yeah. those rules should apply yeah. to a Survivor Series match, especially since See, it's I, called like a traditional yeah, Survivor it, Series it elimination you, match. It gives you more ways to get guys out of the match, but save them face. You yeah, know? I guess I don't know. I guess so, but I, I kind of like that because there's you have yeah you're gonna have to eliminate five guys in one match like. I know, Most but the way of them they, are going to be pin or submission. Yeah, and the way they built up this match with all that animosity, though, I just feel like for this year in particular, or at least maybe have some years where it is no holds barred. Maybe don't yeah. change the rules completely. Yeah. I just think that with the animosity they've tried to create for this year, which we could argue that shouldn't even have been created to begin with, and that's yeah, the problem no, I have I, in general. And we have argued that. Right. But I feel like this year they could have justified doing that because of the, you know, attacks and all that stuff but, uh-huh but I, I see i i like that too though because i'm thinking of someone like shinsuke nakamura could use one of those protected finishes in this match yeah yeah yeah, yeah probably definitely. one of the definitely. only ones who needs to to be honest in this match you mean yeah like out of the, like out of the 10 men maybe kurt angle too yeah yeah even though i kind of think kurt angle is going to win the whole thing but we'll talk about that next week yeah on that note definitely yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I haven't, I'm not that far ahead. Yeah, all right. Uh, Should I sign off? Do it. Okay, so thank you guys for joining us for our 30th episode of Wishful Booking. Uh, My name is Jimmy Moorcraft. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Moorcraft. And my name is Liam McNulty. You can find me on Twitter at Real Huge Actor. You can like our Facebook page at Wishful Booking Pod. And email in wishfulbooking at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah. We'll talk to you guys next week. You will hear us next week. Have a good week. Later. You hearing me now?